Welcome to Pens, Brushes, and Soul, Grassroots Creatives Touching the Soul of Black Art. Pens, Brushes, and Soul at gmail.com. Pens, Brushes, and Soul on Instagram. And my name is Rasha Kim Hudson from Rillia Arts. And my name is Yakub Shabazz from Sankofa Studios. And this is episode two. Uh, it's called Stomach Aches, the starving artist defined. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, I want you to tell me a little bit about this. Everybody talks about the starving artist. Tell me, how do you define the starving artist? And are you a starving artist? Well, I don't like to label myself a starving artist because uh, I take it as just like saying that, you know, I'm admitting that I'm a slave. I know, you know, it's kind of like, like, like it's like me saying, hey, yeah, I was a slave. I was a slave <laughs> and I ran away and I'm free. No, no, no. There's nothing saying that really that's what it sounds to me but I I think I, I, I would define a starving artist as someone who is not knowledgeable of both aspects of the art world yeah. the business as well as the creative I think a starving artist is somebody that uh, in my mind when I think a starving artist I don't think about it just not making money I think it's, of it is when you hit that point where you can't come up with anything new creatively you like hungry for ideas blockage yeah, like a block, like writers get writer's block, yeah, yeah, artists yeah. get that block. I, th- I look at that sometimes like, man, I can't, I'm just hungry for an idea and it's in there, but I just can't pull it out, you know? Well, it used to be back in the days, with, you know, when they say starving artists, it's usually because you, you like the finance world, the finance, you know, segment of, of being an artist. You know, you can't afford your utensils, your that's pencils a real thing. and paper. That is, and a real that, thing. that is a real thing. But I wouldn't say that's a starving artist. I mean, I think every artist goes through that unless you're endowed with tremendous amount of wealth. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Then you know, then is then you're not kinda of starving artist, you're just a foolish artist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm slightly hungry artist. <laughs> Shit, I must be starving then because I, <laughs> I I need I need more knowledge in anything that deals with creativity. Because the thing is is never something that stays the same. Yeah. You know, me you could look at the same one thing and we have a totally different aspect of what that means to us how hungry that makes us feel when we are creating it's 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 interesting because when one of the biggest things i've learned selling art is that uh selling my own art especially is is that uh the biggest piece is not the art itself it's the marketing of it yeah yeah well, that, and they're the business right they're it's they're a business you know right. the marketing part of it is and i think a lot of artists myself included have struggles with you know, marketing the art. I don't like being on camera. Yeah. I barely even like doing Maybe. podcasts. You know. So would you say you would you say you are a starving starving artist? Starving? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not a starving artist, okay. but I'm a struggling artist, and I think that every artist struggles in a world that is not as attached to visual arts as it used to be. And there was a there was more of an attachment to visual arts at one point in American history that I think made art uh and then today too don't get me wrong today it can be lucrative yeah but we're grassroots just like the podcast says you know you know grassroots uh creatives touch the soul of black art uh it's in that grassroots world of art where you out here in the trenches doing festivals and doing yeah. this and doing that and reaching out to different um local galleries it can be a struggle and uh and, and when you get your own space that's that's another, know, that's that's a whole, another animal. The whole other hunger, <laughs> yeah, the whole other hunger pains you're getting from that one. Rent is due and stuff like that, and it's never enough. So, just like any other business, good marketing mm-hmm. and the art part is kind of what comes natural. But do you ever find this that you get uh, your art is affected by your your business, the business side of it? Well, I I don't I that that that, that could happen. Me personally, 
I think my art gets affected with life situations. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you in know, a positive or negative way. Well, it, 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 it's more of a mix, mixed medium, uh, a, a, a mix of um, depending on the situation and your mindset. You know, because yeah. you, you, you sometimes you come to a, a crossroad of feed your family or sell yeah. your art. Yeah, so you know, so it's like it's like it's like slinging coke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're on a corner. So you, if you don't sell this, guess what? They can't eat. It's consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, sometimes you compromise. You know, we compromise on our work because we're hungry. Yeah. You know, instead of selling it for that hundred, I get to fifty. Yeah. You know, or, or you know something of that nature, and that that also that also can cripple a lot of our creativity, our creative um, flows because we, we think into ourselves that we're never going to do anything with it. But on the other end of that, if you're all about the money, yeah. then, you know, to me, that, that stifles a lot of things because now, you know, you're no longer in the creative flow. You're just yeah. pushing. You're just pushing things. Some people are good at it. Some people are horrible at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to me, that's not what it's about. You know, if you're expressing yourself and you're doing this artwork, you know, you are doing it you were doing it with a flow of sincerity that you were doing with empathy, love, understanding of self, love of self, and the love of the art itself. Yeah, that 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 uh, hunger I think is is drive for me. It it, it kind of fuels the art to a certain extent. It does. Um, the debt. What 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 bugs me artistically is you may you ever get in a situation where. There's not enough time to complete the art pieces that you or the pieces that you want to complete, and you got all the creative energy in the world to create at that time. But when you have some time to do some pieces, you can't. That you can't muster up the creative energy to get it. It, it, That's why. That's why it's important to understand that you do not control the creative spirit. When you have a blockage like that, when you have a blockage like that, and you're full of things, sometimes. You have most of the time. You do have to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to walk away from it and understand that coming back to it, you must be a clear mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we dealing with bills, life, situations. You think always money. There's always money. You dealing with the money situation, and that right there can fill up your cup mm-hmm. that you cannot be as creative as you want. Well, what would you say to uh, a young artist coming up? Say somebody just. A kid in the hood that that's want to paint or want to become an illustrator, uh, and we all were at that point at one yeah. time. I remember as a kid, I would take the comic books and yeah. you know yeah. Fantastic Four, oh and yeah, draw oh yeah, and, drawing them all up, yeah, and Spider Man and all those. So, mm-hmm. what would you say to a young person in, in around the way that wants to become an artist but don't have the money for supplies? How can they start that process of getting some? Uh, inexpensive supplies. Where did, where did you go to get your first pens and pencils and stuff for the Lolo? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, believe it or not, you know, I I, I I earned my works. You know, get a little you know, little dollars here and there, and I, I would buy one particular book. Mm-hmm. You know, and nowadays we didn't have dollar stores back in those days. Yeah, you can get a dollar book. You know, yeah. fifty cent book, and I would make do with that until yeah. I can do better. Yeah. And the thing is, it makes you more of a stronger artist that you can draw on anything. Mm-hmm. Lines, online paper, cheap paper, you know, that recycled paper that, you, you know, you put a pen to it, it goes right through it because yes, it ain't yes, going to yes, smoke yes. it. If you can master doing that, oh, man, you, you draw anything, man. You, you, you do anything. See, I recommend these days one of the resources that's around now that I, I, I know and I use it to this day 
is Michaels. Michaels has a coupon out every day. Oh yeah. Sometimes they drop that fifty percent coupon, and you could you know. Yeah, but not everybody has access to get to that. You know, like you yeah. know, because then like Michaels is walking distance. Well, well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, that's one thing. You gotta have the ability to get to the place. So if you're 12 years old, and I and I again, you know, our generation is different. Yeah. This is the mid 80s for me, yeah. where I could get on the bus. So it's like at, at 12, well, and this is in Chicago. They can, do, you know, they, can, they can do it here. They can do it here as well. But it's 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 not saying that they can't do it. What I'm saying is, someone who doesn't work don't have money like that. You know, they don't have it like that. I say the dollar store, family dollar store, something like that in that nature. To, to start to do what they need to do, that yeah. would you know, that would be you know a start. Michaels and those places are great to go for, you know, and to go for those things. But you know, for starting somebody who's starting and just want to do it, and they what? don't want to, they don't want to spend any expense right now. A fifty cent book or a dollar book, and make, make magic happen with that. Yeah. From you know, where though? Give me an example, because that's a, that's the thing we want people to get an example. Like from like you know like, like where where they can actually do this from. Uh huh. You, know, you can do it. You can do it. I'm gonna say anywhere. Your campus is everywhere. Listen, if you graffiti artist, you don't look, you don't, you don't look to say, well, until I get a board or a canvas board. No, wall, anything. That's you know? right. <laughs> right that's, you know, anywhere. Back to okay. the 80s, you know, graffiti style. For sure. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause, pause for the cause, pause for the cause. We'll be right back. We're back. We're back. Welcome, so welcome. When we left, we were talking about some alternatives uh, where people could get some cheap supplies or even free supplies. We mentioned uh, uh, Michael's Dollar Tree. And and Dollar Tree and yeah, and stuff like that. What's that, another place where somebody could get something? You can get something for like a super chain like Walmart, you know, and you can get mm. a, you can get canvas boards, you know, less than five dollars. You know, you can, yeah. you know, uh, you can get sketchbooks, you know, and they always have clearance. You know, you can yeah. get sketchbooks or anything for, you know. Again, less for ten. Yeah. You know, pencils. You know, start up pencils. You could do a regular HP pencil. Yeah. And start up with that, and yeah. work your way from there. You got Mark. I mean, it's a super chain store, so you, yeah. you got a lot of things. Not saying that Michaels and those other stores, branded stores, don't have name brand as well as affordable stuff, but everyone goes to one. Everyone. And then goes you to can you store, can you know? get you can get paints. Because uh, you got different categories of paints, level one, oh, yeah. uh, or student grade and professional grade paints. Yeah. You can get student grade paints and make those paints really work. I've seen some people take student grade paints and make some incredible pieces Beautiful out of Beautiful stuff, man. Uh, and the blending. You, and know. A, uh, you, can, you, can make, you can make it work, uh, but a lot of times, like I said, those coupons, you can't be doing some coupon hunting, and especially for youth. Uh, we talk about the starving artist adult, you know, as far as yeah. getting access to those things. But yeah. the kids, as, as parents, we can get those supplies and access to those for uh, relatively low prices. And more uh, importantly, more importantly to the parents, having these children who are artistic and, and you know, they, they have artistic abilities and they can really, you know, draw and, you know, and let's say, they, let's say for example, you know, you know, they, they can draw, but they're horrible at school. You know, they just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Encourage them, encourage them to express themselves through their arts, and you'd be surprised how much better academically they would do. Because a lot of times they're crying out. You know, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing about being a starving artist is that you know they they a lot of times a starving artist. This is the only means of how they express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always about the acting out or the, you know. And I, sometimes what they see at home, what they see in the streets, what they see around them, it it it, it 
it uh, it, it hurts and defines them. You know, mm-hmm. you know, don't wanna don't wanna get too much into the you know the youth. You do it there. We you know we wanna savor the episodes. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> dig it. We're gonna dig into the youth uh, department soon. But that that whole definition of starving artists, and I hear people say that all the time. Yeah, you know about starving artists. You can people are out here that make a living off of art. Oh yeah, I've known all you know artists that quit their jobs and just did art full time mm-hmm. and are making a living for themselves yeah. and you know carving out their niche and it, it is working you know and they really tap into their spirituality their, 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 their yeah. creative spirit yeah it can, yeah. It can be done and uh, it is being done uh, but uh, you know I don't want to go too far into the youth part of it yeah. the youth I think we, they, if we showed them the highlights uh, I'll give it. I'll, I can give an example of a, a starving artist from history we talk uh, a lot about the history of black artists in America and how they impact our communities. And again, back to one of my favorites, Ernie Barnes, the Good Times Painting Sugar Shack. When he, he was an NFL player uh, at one point and when he retired from the NFL, I uh, believe that he played in Canada um, before he retired, but when he stopped playing football, the NFL hired him to be an artist for the NFL. So the NFL had a commissioned artist working for the NFL. Yeah. And yeah. he was not making minimum wage doing no, that. He no. was, it was a good making position. Money, right? So there are positions inside of art, the art community, that can be lucrative, that could be, you know, beneficial, beneficial, and for the for the whole family, you know. And I think that even, you know, if if not, if there was not a dollar to be made uh, as a painter and as an artist or as a creative, I would still do it. Yes. You know, how about you? Would you still? I'm sure you would. You know, but you no, know, I would do it because it, 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 believe it or not, like reading, it helps the mind, releases the pressure, the tension. You know, um, you can't eat the art, so it's not like I can say, you know, but 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 in its own, you know, its own respects, it relieves a lot of tension, and it, in its own self, it's expressive, right? Yeah. It, it expresses a lot of tensions off of you. Um, first, first and foremost, art is expressive. Secondary, you could make money. There's a possibility you mm-hmm. could make money on. You could make a living on it. That is the secondary to it, yeah. you know. And you know, as far as making a living off it, well, you have to be versatile. You have to be open to the idea of doing other things that deals with art, poetry, writing. Uh, I mean, even reading can be an art. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you know, a narrative, right? You, yeah. Someone who reads out. I mean, look at animation. Listening to hip hop. There you go. It's an art. It's an art. To be able to listen, listen to the poetry in that. Look at listen to the crying that. But you know, again, I don't want to give away too many episodes. <laughs> but, but but the 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 and you've heard me say this before, um, I'm sure. But uh, I always consider a hundred years from now, everybody that I know will be gone. Mm. And what would I? What can I leave here that would make my name worth remembering a hundred years from now? In my family, I'm not talking about for the world. Mm. Just in my family, what what would make somebody speak my name out loud a hundred years from now? And I think that the art and the poetry and all the other creative things that I try to mm-hmm. you know, dabble into, those will be the pieces that a hundred years from now they will appreciate. In the same way that I would love to have a, a, a piece of writing from and I'll name my, my yeah, great grandfather yeah. Eldon Randall mm-hmm. I would love to have something with just his signature just his name and to think that he wrote this with his hand yes. or had he Randall my great grandmother like what what would I give to have that piece of history 
in my hand today. Yeah, so all the pieces that I do now, it's it's cool, you know, to sell them and stuff like that, make some money. You know, we can eat that and <laughs> pay bills with it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, some of these pieces are reserved just to be held on to and passed down as a part of you know my lineage and my contribution to the next generation. Your legacy. And that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. So starving, not really because I'm actually doing what I want to do. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not for you at this present time. It's for future generations. Yeah. And we were and, both truck drivers yes. at one point, so oh, we were yes. still doing art while driving trucks. Every time I parked, every time I parked, every time I parked, I was drawing or even waiting for a load. That's right, waiting for a load. I was busting under pen and paper. You know, yeah. I was drawing it up. Yeah. And the thing is, you'd be surprised how much creative you are when you are not trying to be creative. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not trying to be creative, but sure. you become the most creative at that time, in that moment. It's when you're thinking, all right, I'm going to draw this whole city. You come up you come up with a block. Sometimes yeah. in the middle, sometimes at the beginning. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't finish it. Yeah. Only when you don't think of it anymore. You, 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 you're in the flow. Just, yeah. just last night, I was up to 2 o'clock this morning drawing pictures that I never thought I would draw. Yeah. You know, I, I, I came home tired. I was tired, man. But... Yeah. Some reason I sat at the table and started busting them out. I started busting out some drawings, you know. Yeah. It's worth it's worth it, you know. That it's like you said, it's therapeutic, and for you know, for our community, particularly for black men. And it was one of the motivations for us doing the show. Yes. Uh, black Man Rock the Arts, yes. which is a big success. Uh, big excellent. up, big up, big up to the brothers yeah, Rashad and and, and, and Dwayne. You know, it was an excellent show. We showcase uh, our art, but uh, one of the things uh, that we have to pay attention to, I think, is the therapeutic aspects of art. Uh, is not you're not starving if you're being fed in other ways. So people always say about black folks in therapy, we don't yeah. go to therapy, and we don't because we don't trust doctors, and there's a history behind that. Well, that that, that is the that is that myth of it, but understanding that we we, we are we can heal one another. That is why we don't do it. We can heal one another. By simply sitting down, opening a dialogue, asking that question, what can I do to help you? Yeah, and we're we going to dive into the healing part of it yeah. a little bit deeper. And we might we, we could do a whole episode on that, yeah. particularly oh, yeah. about black men and therapy and oh. the therapeutic uh, uh, pieces that come along with uh, engaging with uh, visual arts. It's incredible. It's worked for me and the brother. Of course, you said it worked for you. Oh, yes. Oh, and, yes. Um, In a big way. It's, it's big time. Way. We're going we're gonna to take another pause for the calls. You know, Robocop, Robocop style. You know, <laughs> drop it. Drop We're back again. Welcome, you know, welcome. Robocop just left. Oh yes. But um, we were talking about the <laughs> drop it. We were Drop-in. talking about the therapeutic aspects of uh of of, of doing art. And uh, sometimes in, a, in some of my classes, um, part of my classes got something to do with that engaging with the paintbrush. Yeah. And look, and paint is my medium. So uh, uh, looking at how the paint absorbs very closely with intent how the paint absorbs between the bristles of the brush and when you add it to the canvas pay attention to the fibers in the canvas and censoring yourself in that moment because if you get censored in that moment you can lose yourself you know the feeling you become become like a tunnel tunnel vision tunnel vision you just get lost in your own imagination and before you know it man you, you are you're lost in translation because now you don't understand what you're doing, and, you, and you're trying to get by that same flow. It's like it's like an addictive drug, you know. Yeah. You can't get that same mojo. I mean, when I when I teach others to uh, you know, whether it be elders or young about illustration, 
Most people only imagine you just put two lines together and you get something. Yeah. I understand I am very unique when it comes to this because I, I demonstrate what illustration truly means. You are telling a story that no one else can tell about you. You are telling who you are, what you stand for. And even if the answer is I don't know, you'd be surprised of the image that comes out That's of right. it. Yeah. You know, so, so it's very important, especially to our, our, our people that we are an expressive nation. So what's your what's your preference, adults or youth? Well, it's mixed. Mixed? Because the thing is, I deal with adults in the youth within them. I deal with uh, the youth to bring the adult out of them. So, so, you know, so, so the thing is, it's mixed. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you, you, you said to yourself, what grown man gonna want to draw, draw cartoons or draw whatever comes out of mind or what he see? But the thing is, you'd be surprised what comes out yeah. if he's willing. Or if heard with it, you know, you'd be surprised. Children are perceived to be easier to teach because their minds are more open to things. That's a quotable. I got to keep that. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah, I got to keep that. Just, just, just make sure you give me some royalties for it. <laughs> you but, but, you know, it's, it's, I may not paint. And, and me, me and his brother here always go back on it. Yes. I may not paint. And it's not because I cannot paint. <laughs> may not? I may not. Oh, I choose not to paint. <laughs> but I have a great respect when it comes to color techniques. Oh, and I have sure. a great respect to painters who can blend and even create their own kind of color. Yeah. You know, big up to Dwayne with that too. He, yeah, the brother, brother is good oh, with yeah. it. But Dwayne, I can James. teach us, I can show a person by colors, how depth colors are, especially when it comes to black people, because we, we thrive by colors. Sure. We thrive by colors. So if you if you go to a color and it is beige, tan, brown, and and it's sunny outside, you'd be surprised how depressed a person can be. Mm-hmm. Or if the wall is bright, bright, bright white, and you know outside is gloomy as winter, how depressed a person can be, just yeah. for those colors. Remember we went into that space? Oh yes, oh we yes. We went into we that space with, with a youth center, and no, I said, man, these are prison colors. Prison, these are colors the derived colors, to yeah. keep you in a downward state. Yeah. You understand? But the for thing sure. is, it, it can be uplifting, but in a different se- setting, but not in a closed off, one window, you know, dim light. I mean, this is depressing to be in that kind of setting. Yeah, for sure. mean, you walk into a prison wall right now, it's vomit yellow and and, yeah. and dusty gray, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's done for a reason. Or, or, or I love this one, really bright orange. Oh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It, yeah, you know, right. it's like, what? It's like, it's overwhelming. That? Yes. But you know, that there's something with the, like you said, the young and the, and the adults, mm-hmm. the youth and the adults. My preference, I love the way the children interact with the artwork and oh, it's yes. all new to them. Yes. A lot of times the adults interact the same way, like it's brand new to oh, them. Yeah. But they walk in the door and the first response is usually, I can't. Yep. And in my mind, that translates. You already know how I translate. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, you, yeah. It's not that you can't. You won't. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and, and this, and I had a professor friend of mine say to me once, like, Yakub, you, you think that everybody can do exactly the same thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know that everybody can do what I can do. I'm not special like that. And the reason I believe that is I don't say that I can't. And I, I don't say that. I try it, and I keep trying it until I do it. But see, that's your, that is your ability to be optimistic in that way. But not everybody is optimistic. Okay. Some people are pessimistic about things. And they, Facts. And, and, and the thing is, for, for order to change their mindset to say to be optimistic of it, you have to first give them that evidence. 
that that that's self evident that you can do and it. And that's what the classes do. Yes. They give them evidence that it can be done. Right. It's not like I asked. If somebody came to me and said, "Okay, listen, I want you to sing Superstar, Luther Vandross, mm. just like that," <laughs> I would say, "I can't." That's impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm not built for that. It's but if somebody shows me an image yes. of my own face and says, here's a pencil to the best of your ability, doesn't have to be perfect, right. sketch an image of your own face. I can do that. It's not going to be perfect and it don't have to be perfect. But I'm practice. giving my version of it. Yes. And as long as I can give, and I think this goes for art all around the board. Every piece of art is your interpretation, and if it's an honest interpretation, it's a good interpretation. And that's why that's that's what makes it beautiful for children. Children don't have a definite, right? A definite, the definite look. If you say draw yourself, man, you big eyes, some with purple lips, and 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 the thing is, they are happy, why? Because they view. It's not so much a fantasy, but their view is not definite. When you're older, you become scarred with. Yeah. Different situations, different scenarios. So your view and your self-image, I should say, is is tinted. Yeah. Right? It's, it becomes corrupt. Right? You know, I I don't have that perfect cheekbone, or my <laughs> nose ain't right. You know, yeah. or, or, or my eyes is not perfectly shaped a certain way. So when when we teach others, when we teach others how to, you know, how to uh, see themselves, and 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 understand the definition of who they are and what they are. Well, the thing is, we teach you the utter truth. Not just the truth, the utter truth of this is what you see. Mm. And how would, how would you correct this? Like any other artist, we don't erase it. Yeah. We make that work. Yeah. You just give your, you're, giving, you're giving your interpretation yeah. of reality. Yes. And I don't think that any artist that is giving their honest interpretation of their reality is starving. No. Because when the piece is finishing, finished, remember I said about the validation? Yes. When that piece goes on the wall in your house or goes on the wall in the gallery, mm-hmm. you are validated, not the sale. Yes. It's not validation, it's not in the sale. No. The validation is in the piece being seen. Yep. You having the courage to put it up and let the world see it and critique it. That's where the validation comes. And it's not even, it's not even that somebody bought it. Is this the fact that someone else saw it? Somebody saw it. Other than you. Yep. And with that said, we're going to uh, close this episode oh, again. Yeah. Uh, it's been real. My name is Jakub Shabazz. You can find me at Sankofa underscore studios on Instagram and Twitter. SankofaStudios.com. That's S A N K O F A studios.com. And that's, you can email me at SankofaStudios27 at gmail.com. And if you want to email your questions to the show, or have a conversation with myself or Ra, you can email us at pens, brushes, and soul at gmail.com. I'm, I'm saying soul. Got a Chicago accent, so I might spell it out for you. Soul. <laughs> not S O L E, S O U L. Yeah, he's Chicago, not South. <laughs> Chicago. You got the accent. Yeah. And you can find me, Rasa Kim Hudson, at Ramila Arts Studio. Arts Studio. I mean, that's arts with an A R H T Z. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I got I got a little sidetracked here. Or uh, you can also um, find me find my um, my site at Ramila Art Studio and Prints at bigcartel.com. and you can also email me at ramilaarts.com. All right. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Drop it. <laughs>